0: Welcome back WNST, Towson, Baltimore, and WNST.net. We are making some changes around here as uh, we've been talking about the last three or four months. If you've seen the Baltimore Positive logo, if you've heard me talk about it, or the hashtag at Baltimore Positive, all of it inspired not really just by this guy, but probably from the first time I met him. And I've told this story a number of times because we've been out uh, on the uh, sales and growth trail for Baltimore Positive. I'd like to welcome former Baltimore County Executive Don Moeller on. You know, that's uh, quite a title I have to give you now. You know what I mean? For the first 26 years here, you were just my pal from the sports huddle and my former high school guidance counselor and all that stuff. Um, but, but now former Baltimore County Executive. So there's a, there's a whole different tone I have to have with you, I think, right?
1: <laughs> I think any tone you'd like to have is fine. As I tell everyone, it was an incredible honor uh, completing the term of my friend Kevin Kamenetz. Uh, they always say you're never too old to learn anything, and I certainly learned a lot in that seven months and hopefully be able to put what I learned in that seven months to, to good use as the next part of our journey. And and certainly you and I are teaming up on what I think is a very exciting project. is going to be an important part of that next journey.
0: Well, I, you know, one thing that I've been brought into this, and look, you and I sit together at Ravens games, you famously still go to Orioles games, your kids love it, your grandkids love it, you love it, um, you, you're a season ticket holder and I've been part of that as well, you've been with me and the Ravens up into upper deck as the thing is sort of emptied out here, and as Kevin passed and you took over and you and I got together at Ravens games last year, in the second year where seats are empty and I'm bitching every week about not being able to get my tickets away, and my dear Steve Bashotti letter is coming too, I'm still sort of feeling my way through what I really want to say to the owner of the football team in an off season where he's not speaking to anyone is that I live in the city my condo is famously on the market and no one's buying homes here the story came out last week and I know you've been away for a couple weeks we've lost 1% of our population and I'm thinking to myself we've lost 1% of our population Steve Bashotti's lost about 40% of his population inside the stadium which means the city has lost about 40% of that population it's not coming downtown on Sundays and spending money, or going to the Rusty Scupper for a crab cake, or going over to Roost Chris after the game, or whatnot, and you live in Catonsville, and I'm a Dundalk guy who has moved into the city, where back in the county, people in the 80s told me not to move into the city, you know, you can't send your kids to school in the city, all that stuff I heard back in the 70s and the 80s, and here we are in 2019, In my business, my life, my sports, my wife, and I, our investment, our condo, everything I do is about Baltimore, and i don't see anyone stepping up to say i want to save baltimore and this was before the mayor thing happened which i know you know i know your private thoughts on that you can give me your public thoughts on that a little later on but you and i started talking about baltimore positive like last summer and about you know how can we make the thing better and i said to you you're running a branch of the government but it's got to affect Baltimore County. It's got to affect Catonsville. There was a riot again at East Point Mall, which is five feet from where my son lives. It's where I grew up. I know the carnival. I know the bowling alley. I sled down that hill. I walked down that hill. I walked through that parking lot. My mother got mugged in that parking lot in 1975, 76, walking over to Pantry Pride. So, you know, I, I know the area well, and the city, the county, and Arundel County, Howard, it, Don, it's all one, as I see it. It's Baltimore. I mean, people in Hartford County used to feel aligned with Baltimore. Now I'm down in Pasadena seeing friends of mine who own multiple businesses that say they're never coming back to Baltimore because their car got keyed when they came in by Squeegee Boy at the corner, and they're mad at the Ravens about the knee, and they just say, I'm going to eat dinner in Anne Arundel County, and I'm not going to go up to the city. That's bad, Don. That's bad for us, man. And uh, Baltimore Positive, for me, if you want to know what Baltimore Positive's about, it's about that's got to change. That's got to change. People start, got to come back to the city, and we got to make it a place people want to come back to. Well,
1: there, there, is, there is no doubt, and the key, from what you just said, and the key takeaway, I hope for folks who are listening, is that Baltimore County, Baltimore City, Anne Arundel County, Baltimore City, Harford County, Baltimore City, Howard County, Baltimore City. Wicomico County,
0: Baltimore City. (laughs) we're, We're
1: all joined at the hip, and the strength of this state, the strength of this region will come from the strength of Baltimore City. This is a great city. Yes, it's going through very, very difficult times, but there are great people in this city. There are great people working hard to make this city better each and every day. They have stories that need to be told. You and I are going to, to do our best to tell those stories, but anyone who thinks that the answer is to simply wall off the city, pretend it doesn't exist, and just stay out in our nice little um, suburbs and everything's going to be okay. Everything won't be okay. The, we all have a stake in the success of Baltimore City. It It's a city that as we said is facing incredible challenges. I was very disturbed again recently to see the drop in population. I mean Nestor, the city's about to under, to, to drop under six hundred thousand residents. Baltimore County has almost eight hundred and forty thousand residents. Baltimore County has basically two hundred and fifty thousand more people than Baltimore City. The the city's fortunes have been on decline. For a number of years and we have to turn it around and i think there are some positive signs i mean despite the recent difficulties of the mayor i think the fact that we were able to uh hire by all accounts just an outstanding police chief in michael harrison i have i have real hope for that i i think he truly gets it i think he understands that a uh, public safety and 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 crime prevention is a community effort uh, it's just there's just not one simple solution. It's not as easy as saying, let's just get those kids off the street. Let's get those kids off the lawn. It's not as simple as that. We've got to have true reinvestment in Baltimore City by businesses, by community. We've got to have that spirit. But, and you've talked so many times, I mean, and you and I are going to talk more, a lot more, as we move forward in Baltimore Positive. But you've talked so many times about your love and admiration. For former mayor and former governor William Donald Schaefer and, and the
0: Well his statue sitting out and- here I remember when Ed Hale was trying to get it built you know and I, I I mean, I look at him as the reason we're sitting in the Upper Deck of Ravens games. I mean, almost single-handedly. Like, I know it's never single-handedly, and you know that having you know been a, you know, a vital part of government, uh, because it is about the people, but we're still paying for these stadiums, right? I mean, that's that's part of having the team here. Everybody in the state is paying for the Ravens and the Orioles, and I know Bashadi's making the money, and the Angelo's family's made all this money, and that's cool, but I'm going to be challenging them to be civic leaders, not some that lives on a boat in Florida and writes a check to either here or New Orleans and churches. And that's all wonderful. That's great stuff. But what about here? What what about here? It's not about writing a check. It's about being invested in what's going on here. I live here. I work here. I hope to live here and work here forever. And I'm really worried. And I know cities, Don, cities ebb and flow. Places ebb and flow. Places get better and they get worse. And there's no better example of that than when I bring up Washington, D.C., which when I met you in 1983, I was going into high school, and I remember you were our uh, guidance counselor, then you became assistant principal uh, later on in the run there. When, when my boys and I were running down to D.C. in 84, 85, the D.A.R. Constitution Hall, and you know going to shows down in Washington, D.C., man, D.C. was like, wow, what a bad, scary, dangerous, shot up, frightening, dark, you know, ominous kind of place. And now D.C. is perceived as this, you know, incredible, safe, you know, industrious move around and what the 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 sports franchises, you know, Abe Poland buying up a shot, at, a shot up part of town and building the, a hockey rink. When, and then you build it and they'll come and all of that. That's what Camden Yards was for Baltimore in 1992. And it's not that anymore. And that worries me because... The one thing that did bring people downtown, 3.5 million strong, was the baseball team. And this is where sports and... In leadership and money and business and fortune five hundred companies and civic will get involved in this because St. Louis tried to step up and save the Rams. They put together a new package, a bunch of politicians stuck their neck out, and they were going to do this up the riverside and build a new thing when the league never wanted them to even bother you know the, the league just said we we want to take the team i don 't think that 's the case in Baltimore, but I think all of the problems with bringing a football team here twenty five years ago where All the research told Paul Tagliabue that he wanted to go to Jacksonville or go to Charlotte or go to Memphis or go to Birmingham or wherever. I don't know that Baltimore would be able to go steal a baseball team now, right? I don't know that we would ever be able to get a stadium built now. And if being downtown isn't good enough for the Baltimore Orioles, if people won't come downtown to see the Baltimore Orioles, then the Baltimore Orioles aren't going to be here long. That's a fact.
1: And it's complicated. You and I talked about one of of the things, Nestor, that I hope people – we'll find exciting about Baltimore positive as we get into it. And as we begin to communicate with folks and really encourage them to become part of the discussion is that they're going to get a kind of a real honesty that you don't always get, uh, throughout the media. And I don't mean, I don't, I'm not critical of the media at all. I've dealt with the media for 25 years. I, I'm sickened when the president talks about fake news, as I've said, I've had, you know, many good friends, in the media who who have worked hard to uh, hold me accountable. There were times I was mad at them, they were, they were mad at me, but I always respected the role of a free press. But I think what people are going to get when you and I are discussing and talking with really smart people about the future of Baltimore City is is they're going to understand that you and I don't always agree and we're real comfortable pushing back at one another. For example, we've talked privately I don't know what Steve is going to say, but if it's extremely critical and it goes after Steve, I'm going to push back because, as you know, I think Steve Bishotti's been one of the finest owners in the NFL, and I think we take that. For granted and I think they're I think I, think I can think begin the
0: letter they're... with that and then I move on to but here's where we are in two thousand and nineteen. You've done a great job so far and you've stayed out of the way when you've needed to, you push buttons when you needed to. I mean, he fired my business partner, right? That made him my business right. partner. We we've talked about all this, right? And and he got a quarterback and he got you know, and he's re signed John and he's done everything he said he was gonna do with Eric, right? He said there was gonna be a secession plan ten years ago, right? And and they've been very and, and I need to add, they've been
1: very Philanthropic. They've helped a number of causes in Baltimore City. There's never been a time when I called them in the past 15 years on behalf of Baltimore County where they didn't step up, uh, where there was a school that needed help with a project or a school that needed help building a
0: new court field. So I where- can even say no one has done more than them. And I and I can say that with my heart, right? I see the players out all the time. That, that they have... They have given to the 99.5 percentile. If you want to accuse them of not giving 100%, all right, they don't give 100, they give 99.5, okay? But let's not act like there's a half-heart. I I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. Then there's the... But here's where we are. Despite the fact that you've run at 99.9% for 23 years and Ray Lewis has done this and Joe Flacco has done that and Tory Smith has tried this and all of that other stuff, here's where we really are. Let's take a real hard look at where we are. I have a PSL I famously can't get rid of that some of his employees are upset for me going on the radio and saying that. And I said, but it's a fact and it's a hard fact that they have to take honestly is that I did make an investment in the Ravens. I'm booked on a flight to Seattle. I'm waiting on flights so I can book to LA. I'm doing a bus trip to Toronto and Niagara Falls. And Nobody's more vested than me. No one has more at stake for them to be successful than me. But th- th- this is... This is where I get to be the journalist and ask the hard questions and say, where, where's Steve and all? What does Steve think about the city exiting out, people leaving the stadium? What does Steve think the answers are? What can Steve do about this? What can the Ravens do about this? How, how are we going to get people back into the stadium? How can I be helpful? How can you be helpful? What's the message to the fans? What's the message to the fans that are pissed about the knee? Or is there any message at all? I don't know. I, I know that sort of turtling up and not having an owner who is always been honest, always been out in front of things, always been almost dangerously honest. I don't know the plan. What's the plan here, Steve? Because it's you know, this is tricky right now. Well, Philip, again, I would push
1: back and I would say I think the plan is pretty clear. The plan, the plan is it, it, it's a complicated issue, Nestor. And this is again, this is what's exciting about Baltimore positive, positive. and this is where where, as you I mean, you've been really open and honest. I think about really wanting not leaving sports behind, but at 50 years old, you're interested in really engaging in important discussions, becoming what I refer to as the thought leader. And as we talk about these issues, they're not easy. And if they were easy, it could be great, and we could we could move on. And it could you know hopefully we'll be able to blend entertaining and thought. And, and in, in that vein, I push back again on when you say, what's the plan for the Ravens? And, and I know you don't agree with what I'm about to say, but I think the big part of the plan is to put a high-quality football team on the field again. And I point Well, to that's the, last... the most important thing, as again, they say, right? But that, that's what the they would say, though. Okay? Games, They're winning. The last few games of, of the season last year, the stadium was packed. Nothing was different. The social conditions hadn't changed. The players taking a knee was still in the rearview mirror. It will still be an issue for some folks um, for years to come. That's just a choice they're making. You and I disagree with it. We think it's silly. We think it's short sighted But it's certainly their right to make it. But in spite of all those social conditions remaining the same, I agree with you that right now there is a, there is a an uneasiness on the part of people who live outside of Baltimore City to journey down there. They're They're uncomfortable. Walking to the stadium, you talk to the restaurateurs, you talk to the business owners, they feel it. And that's why we have to turn that around. But even in the midst of all of that social unrest, that social change that's taking place in the city, the stadium was filled last few days because the Ravens suddenly were exciting again. So I, what I would argue is that Steve's role is to empower his folks to be the best organization in football, put the best product they can on the field, and then do, obviously, he has more of a stake in it than you or I do, to make sure that the stadium is filled. So to suggest somehow that he and his team, with Dick Cassis and the others out there, are not focused on putting uh, seat, uh, 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 fans in the seat that, that, just would not, that just doesn't add up. That doesn't add up. Certainly, they have a plan. And I, quite honestly, I used to enjoy when Steve did the Standing of the Ravens. I thought it was entertaining. But I believe there were only one or two owners that still do that. I, I, I don't care that Steve doesn't do it. It was fun. But to me, that's well then, not you're not. Then you're. Then, your then you don't care about guys.
0: accountability. Ultimately, then you don't. I think. Come on, man. That that's not. That that's letting him off too easy to say that the person that runs the place shouldn't have to answer once a year to the stakeholders. Right, like the people that invested in the PSLs, the people that in that invest in trips to Seattle, the people that but own adjoining people, companies, that the people they're in business change. with. I I, I just I, I, I think that now you've the lowered the bar. You've lowered the bar, and that's yeah. the. Wrong his,
1: his people answer
0: to the stakeholders every week, very
1: often, several times a week. I mean, you hear from Dick Cash, you hear from Kevin Byrne, you hear all of the time from John hornball They make their players accessible. I'm
0: talking about on the issue of the city, Don. I'm not talk- We're not in a sports conversation anymore. We're talking about what yeah, is going see, on in the, the city. Is
1: not responsible for Baltimore City. That's where this is going to be fun. And everybody has a role to play, but sometimes it's compartmentalized. The important part of what I would suggest to you that is important, and we've seen it not happen on the Orioles side, for the past 10 or 15 years, is to everybody take their piece of the puzzle and operate it in the best manner possible. If everyone does that, Bill Belichick, do your job, right? If everybody you go. does that, then the city will thrive. If the small businessman does everything they can do. If our new police commissioner gets the police department functioning at a high level, if we can get the school superintendent to get the schools turned around and the school principals are doing their job, if everybody does their job, then there will be. Now here's where, here's where I think there is an incredible void in Baltimore city. We have yet to identify the next major leader who wants to jump into the public arena and say, we're going to turn this city around and we're going to make it better. Because it is a great city. It's a great city.
0: Well, Don, you know as be well better. as I do. You were over in Europe for a couple of weeks, and I was supposed to be in Europe. But, I mean, I'm not in Europe, but I was in Phoenix a couple of weeks. We, we travel. We get out a little bit. You were in New York last yes. week, right? Uh, you were down at Augusta. You went down to Masters. Correct. You You are enjoying a little, you know, you have worked your ass off for 50 years. So, So, anyway. You travel around, and when you meet someone on a trip, in Italy, you may they may say, where are you from? And you may say, Dundalk, Catonsville, Baltimore, they wouldn't know. You'd say near Washington, D.C. or between. If they, if they don't know geography, you'd explain it that way. But when you're in America, and you're, you're in Phoenix, and you meet somebody out for dinner, and they're like, hey, we're from uh, Sacramento, where are you from? You say... Baltimore. Baltimore. Right? right? And that used to, and you're older than me, right? So when you met somebody yep. in 1980... I don't know what that meant. Uh, I, I, when you met him in 1990, I don't know what that meant. I know when you met him in 1993, it meant, hey, man, that's that place where they got that great ballpark, right? And that beautiful right. harbor there, right? And the Best park in the country, right? Yeah, uh, right. And, and, man, it's right off 95, and I, I hear they got an aquarium and a science thing. That, oh, and I hear they got those little cafes. It's like Italy there, or, you know, and they got that bar thing. It looks a little bit like Amsterdam and a little bit like Ireland. What's it? The, the, the Fells Point place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that big hill with the cannons, uh, uh, yeah, Federal Hill, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now when you see people in 2019, I, I guarantee you, Don, that if you, if you and I were to do this, and we'll do this one day, you and I will be on a trip somewhere, and we will just randomly, you being the politician guy and me being the wannabe, we'll walk up and just meet people somewhere else and say we're from Baltimore and say to them, what's the first thing you think of? Well, you know what they're going to say? The wire. They're going to say the oh, wire. Yeah. And that—not the Orioles, not the Ravens, not Ray Lewis, not Joe Flacco, not Brooks Robinson, not Art Donovan, not Michael Phelps, not John Waters, not Cal Ripken, not crab cakes. Right? I mean, literally, none of that. They're going to say the wire is what they're going to say. We got to change that, dude. That's got to change. You and I did not. You and I obviously
1: did not compare notes before this discussion, but it, th- let me give you a story about that. It's really interesting. We had a young, uh, recently on our trip, we had a young Italian guy, a young guy who actually uh, serves as a tour guide because he's an investigative journalist and is unable yeah. to make enough money as an investor. He's actually reporting on the mafia uh, throughout <sighs> Italy, and he's it, really interesting. So guy. he's into safety uh, then, I, I guess. We were talking about his experiences and his exposure, to the United States and he said, well, he loved certain TV shows and he one of the ones he mentioned was he loved The Sopranos and then immediately someone in the group um, who was not from Baltimore said to him, well, if you like that, you really need to watch The Wire because it really tells you what's going on in American city. So you're absolutely right. So we we need to find those voices who are going to step up and say, and, this is, and I like the way you say it, If this is unacceptable. Baltimore can be better than this, and we've got we've got... I can't
0: after- enter a conversation with someone saying, hi, I'm Nestor, I'm from Baltimore. Oh, whoa, you might have a gun, right. you know? Like, I, I don't want to hear all... I mean, that really is starting to piss me off. Super Bowl well, you're, after you're, Super Bowl. Because because I have a sense of pride, right? I mean, That's the reason right. I like the Orioles and the Ravens to begin with, and it's the reason that the, the Orioles sort of disgust me, because what they've done to the word Baltimore and where the pride is and where the pride in the community and, and what has been done to me over the last 13 years as someone who has pride in the community and has asked them to step it up and be a prideful you know, bastion of the community and ambassador for the community— I don't know. I don't know. That's that's where I get sideways with the Orioles. And to some degree, it's where I think the Ravens need to step up and be a part of rescuing Baltimore. That I want to go back to your quote. Steve Bichotti, Steve Bichotti is not responsible for Baltimore City. And I, I right. agree with that, but... Then who is? Who is? If if it's if it's not the billionaires, it's if it's not well, the guys I, we built stadiums for who've made billions off of it, then I, I, I don't know who else. W- if they're not a part of the package, then we're all in a hell of a lot of trouble. Really, they well, has no, to be. No, no, people.
1: no. That's a different question that you just raised, or a different point you just made. He certainly is part of the package, and I would suggest that his part of the package begins very soon with the draft and putting together a team that is exciting with playmakers that makes people so they want to go downtown. Listen, Nestor, long before, long before the Baltimore riots, I was meeting with some folks in, in Ravens Nation, uh, You know, some very good people out there, and we were talking one day about what scared them in terms of not only the Ravens but the NFL. And I think I've said to you before, one of the folks in that discussion looked me directly in the eye and he said, I can t- tell you without even thinking about it, it's the home experience. And they said, Don, it is so easy with the 70 inch screens and for the person to wake up on a Sunday morning and say, you know, it's, it's going to be cold, it's drizzly. I mean, you and I, you and I probably, and, 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 and the group that comes with me, my son, my son-in-law, my uncle, my nephew, you know, we're probably dinosaurs in that we sit out there in the pouring rain, in the snow, and we say, dang on it, we've got these tickets. We want to be part of this experience.
0: Well, I remember actually, not having a team, right? Like, you, 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 your, your son grew up without football. You, you never I, I thought you'd ta- you you take your son to a event. game, right? Yeah. Literally, right? Say that again. You never thought you would take Jeff to a, to a rave to a an NFL game in your life, Correct. unless it was a Redskin Correct. game and you had to, you know, you had to suck it up and go down there, right? Correct.
1: I never thought we would. So, but the, the, the bigger point was that this individual with the Ravens recognized that that home experience, not having to pay for parking, not having to pay for the beer, not having to pay ten dollars for a sandwich, that I can sit here. And you know what? It shortens the day. Because even if you're not, even if you're not tailgating, you're still leaving home, if you live in the suburbs, 11, 1130. You're still, by the time you walk to your car and get home, it's 530. If you're watching it at home, you walk into your family room at 1 o'clock, you turn it on. At 4 o'clock, you turn it off. You're starting
0: to sound like an old guy to me.
1: I mean, I know you're not, because you go to the games. Wait a minute, but the
0: point being
1: that I opt for the 11 a.m. 5.30 option because I love being out there. I don't think there's anything like being in an NFL stadium with 70,000 people cheering your team on on a Sunday. It still gives me goosebumps. I still love the experience. I've often said that. Um, when I worked for both Jim Smith and for Kevin Kamenitz, one of the things I was most appreciative of was that neither one of them ever made me go to, with them, to a game on a Sunday and sit up in the luxury suite. Because as I point out to folks, if you're an elected official and you're in a luxury suite, the rest, you're really not watching the game. You're working. You're talking with people. You're, you're engaging with people. And I said to them, I said, that Sunday to me is special. It's family day, it's about friends, and, and they were both respectful of that. And I think the key to the NFL is to continue to provide that experience. When you say, what's Steve done for the city, the investment that that team has made, Master, in, in millions and millions of dollars in upgrading the experience from putting in elevators to expanding the video boards, they didn't have to do that. They did that. Partially self-serving, of course. We live in a capitalist nation. And when you say, do they care that they're having trouble selling seat licenses?
0: Of course they do. They care a lot. They care a whole lot. And, and honestly, I don't think, I don't think they know what to, they to, turn to, turn to do about it. They're trying to turn that around. I don't know they what to see. do about it. I mean, I sit here on the radio and, and say, you know, why do you love the Ravens less? Why don't you come to the games? Why, uh, you know... I, I I don't know. Why do you not want to go to Buffalo and Toronto with me in December? I know the reason for that. Because <laughs> it's it, Buffalo it, in it, December. It's <laughs> one of the, it's
1: one, you know, it's probably 150 on the list of insidious things that this president has done. But the damage, again, the divisive nature. This president's destroyed my president. football team. Like, no, right. I, yeah. I say to people yeah. all the time, in terms of kneeling down, it was Colin... Karin Tappernek and one or two other people, it, it had not even become a. It was long past being a story. No one was even reporting on it. But again, when one of the news cycles turned negative for the president, he thought, "What can I do? Oh, I know what I'll do. Let's stoke a bunch of racism and let's let's yell at the black players for kneeling down about violence in our city and um, attacks on young black men, and let's make this. Let's see if we can get people really worked up." You hate the NFL. Well, that did incredible damage across this nation. Again, turning it into an us against them. Well, it's
0: damaged my thing- business incredibly. I mean, you know, I'll, you know, I'll say that flat out. You know, we lost sponsors because guys kneeled in, in London. That's a fact. Right. Tens right. of thousands of dollars in my case. So, yes, I do feel it. Yes. I, yes. It's very, very real and visceral to me.
1: So the part... So, so, Baltimore Positive. When you and I were sitting around having a beer, talking about what we could do together because we enjoy one another, we thought there had to be an opportunity to work together. Part of the the driving force behind Baltimore Positive was we've got to find a way to bridge these divides. We've got to find a way to turn from this us against them mentality, good guys, bad guys, white guys, black hats, and say to people. We all have a stake in this, and we're going to do that, and we're going to be starting soon, and maybe maybe you can share a little bit with folks in terms of
0: what we're going to be doing. Well, Dutch Ruppersberger will be joining us next Thursday night, May 2nd. We're kicking off Baltimore Positive. The hashtag's Baltimore Positive. The website will be Baltimore Positive. We're launching the site next week as well. It will have pieces like this, conversations like this, blogs, information, and more than that, discussions with with intelligent people that I'm going to be the, the dumb guy asking hopefully the smart questions to get better answers because I live here and I want Want it to be better. I need it to be better, and I'm going to be a part of making it better. And that—that's—that's that's where it is. My asset, <laughs> with the ET being the important part of that. Uh, over the last 27, 28 years, is I have 100,000 people that listen to us. LinkedIn. Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, all these places, including AM 1570. And I think it's important to take a role in this because I live here and I've identified the problem long before I found out the mayor was as corrupt as she was, which we'll talk about next week. How about that? Dutch Rupert's Burger, okay. um, Pizza John, swabbing for There Goes My Hero, doing a big charity turn. Come on out to Essex five, back. Five right? o'clock... Five o'clock um a week from this, a week from this Thursday. Yeah, right? May second. Oh, May second. Uh, Thursday, five p.m. We're kicking off Baltimore Positive. Don, love you, appreciate you. Hang in there. We'll see you next Thursday. Um, don't eat lunch on the second. Okay, I mean, come a little hungry. We'll, I'll make sure I get you ravioli or something like that. All right. <laughs> and and I hope
1: people love you know, it's, it's uh, Pizza John's in Dutch's District. Uh, folks who don't know Dutch Ruppersberger, longtime Baltimore County executive, outstanding congressman. I always say, uh, I don't think Dutch has an enemy. Dutch is truly the, top, the type of leader who brings people together. So if you haven't had the opportunity to uh, talk with Dutch, to meet Dutch, you want to hear what's on Dutch's mind, and it's very, very important time in our nation's history. Come on over to Pizza Giant. Uh, Dutch is a great job, uh, Dutch is a great guy, and I think if you stop by, uh, hopefully you'll learn something. Uh, not necessarily from Nestor
0: and me, but No, no, no. You're going to learn something. You have to. Here's the deal. I don't know Dutch well. Okay, I've, I've met Dutch four times in my life. I don't know him at all. I've never really had a real conversation with him. I've never had him on the radio. I saw him give a speech about cybersecurity... Twelve years ago, before anybody even knew what cybersecurity yeah, yeah. was.
1: He's a, he's, a, he's a national expert on that topic. I,
0: well, and he was that day, uh, eons ago. Literally before I think we had really phones that functioned. I, it may have been pretext. It may have been 2006, 2007, 2008. I saw Dutch give a speech uh, over in East Baltimore one day, and, you know, I said hello at the end or whatever, but I've never had a conversation with Dutch Rupersburg It's true. On the air, off the air, at a ball game, in a parking lot. I don't know Dutch. So, this is going to be fun for me. I'm really looking forward to you're,
1: it. You're, you're in for a treat. You're talking about a guy who's based his career really on being able to work across the aisle. You know, Dutch, Dutch works for Republicans, Democrats, Independents. Uh, Dutch, Dutch is a problem solver. So, if you haven't met, as you said, you haven't met him. You haven't had a discussion. You're in for a real treat, and I hope you will join us. on Tommy's so back- going to be
0: working with the Hispanics, the Venezuelans, next Thursday night. So we're we're going to go across <laughs> the aisle here. Uh, and I got you know I don't know anything about Dutch. Like I don't know his back. I'm going I'm going to be doing some research. So I'm going to get my notes together, right? And not Wikipedia. I mean real stuff, the f- stuff that's facts. And I'm going to come next Thursday, armed and ready to have a. Incredible kickoff, to Baltimore. I don't. I don't think there could be a better Baltimore positive, right? Guest than Dutch. So I'm. I'm into. Oh
1: this. no. I mean, he has a special connection, which I'm sure Nestor, in your research, you on Earth, he has a special connection to Shock Trauma. He's been one of Shock Trauma's, which is one of the jewels. You talk about great things in Baltimore City. You know, Shock Trauma, one of the real jewels, and Dutch has been one of its major advocates. For years, so uh, it 's going to be a you know we 're excited uh, we love the fact that we 're kicking off Baltimore positive that such is the the first guest and uh, it's going to be a great night at and John's, May the second, five o'clock.
0: He is Don Moeller, citizen, Catonsville resident, former Baltimore County executive, and former high school guidance counselor of mine. Back in 1982, he was a teenager, and I was a toddler. I swear. Uh, and we'll be doing Baltimore Positive, and you can find him out. Uh, tell everybody where to find you as well, because you're blogging. You've got your Moeller communication thing. Yeah. Where everybody be able to find you as well.
1: Could, could not be any easier it's don moeller at don com, and please go and subscribe to the blog this and that from the front porch uh we're going to get more and more content up there's a blog ready to hit again this week which is really going to talk begin the discussion about the 2020 presidential election so i i don't think you'll be disappointed once again don moeller at don com, and then you can subscribe to the blog at this and that so i think everybody will do that we We invite everybody to join us on the front
0: porch. Well, Mayor Pete will be our conversation in three weeks, and Mayor Nestor maybe in four weeks. So we'll go through all that. There you go. Here's Don Moeller of Moeller Communications. He's been my friend since 1982. We begin Baltimore Positive on Thursday, May 2nd, with Dutch Ruppersberger at uh, Pizza John's, and we're going to be swabbing for There Goes My Hero and the Bone Marrow Registry. I am Nestor. We are WNST.net, AM 1570, and WNST, Towson, Baltimore. We are Baltimore Positive, and we never stop talking. Baltimore sports.